detail. Uh, let's continue with the story. The story now is the bots are trying to do good by us, but people like Travis make them take down our streams. That's <laughs> <only one. laughs> Shanae, don't you be laughing over there. You <laughs> part of this, too. Sorry, sorry. You part of this, too. The bots came for us and took down our stream. That's what that I, is. I, no comment. No comment. <laughs> Leon, you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, I was just going to say that this isn't new. Um, I think it was in uh, Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point. I can't remember remember the book, but there was a story about Target doing this kind of data mining you know, in the 90s. And they would look at it and they figured out they could look at what you were buying and tell that you were pregnant. Right, like I they remember this. You were buying certain vitamins and moisturizers. Yeah. There was like a ninety-nine percent chance they were pregnant, and then they would send oh, wow. they would send like brochures to your house about diapers and things like that. And then like this father got really mad. He was like, "What? What do you mean? Like you're encouraging teenage pregnancy, and I'm going to sue you?" And he came back a day later, like, "Never mind, she's pregnant." Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what they ended up doing is they ended up hiding all these, like rather than just sending you a diaper brochure, they would send you a normal target brochure, but the middle of it would be full of pregnancy stuff. So mm-hmm. they kind of hid it in there to take that mm-hmm. heat off. But this this is not a new thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The internet has just made it more mm-hmm. ubiquitous, but also in a lot of ways, a lot more, uh, like we all know what's happening now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Damn Twitters. Uh-huh. Damn Twitters. <laughs> Shanae, you have something for us? I do have something for us. Okay. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Far Cry Six, yes. um, Ubisoft is Ubisoft has just made some announcements. That they're having, you know, they're going. The game is being getting ready to come out, and they're going through and talking about it again. And the current um, state. I love the the Kotaku articles headline, which was Ubisoft insists latest game insert name isn't political because this is a story <laughs> that keeps coming around every single time. Like Ubisoft has some of the most politically driven games out there you've got like the division you've got watchdogs you've got um Mm. what was that other game with like punching nazis and killing nazis and stuff and the story always comes out (laughs) hey this is really political and ubisoft says no no no, this is not political it is based on real world things but we are not attempting to make a political statement and i find that um i understand why they're doing it a bit disingenuous to say that a story about like guerrilla warfare <laughs> has no political themes or stories about war or stories about like like government surveillance have no political themes but this this is a pretty common thing that game developers and publishers tend to like a stance they tend to take right they they pull yeah. from things that are deeply political like world war ii if your game is about world war ii i'm sorry to i'm sorry to tell you your game is political because simply Always put political. everything's political and wait, isn't 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 there new? Uh, isn't there new Far Cry, the one with uh, G- Giancarlo Esposito? In? Yes, uh, yes, I believe so. Okay, <laughs> first of all, every time he shows up, you know he ain't no good. He's definitely the bad guy, right? <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know if he is, but I'm putting money. I, 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 there are very few. There are very few actors that, as soon as they come on the screen, I'm like, oh, this is warm and fuzzy. Every time you see Giancarlo Esposito on the screen, you're like, he's up to something. Yeah, oh, it's Gus again. Guy. He's definitely Gus. He's, <laughs> he's, he's What's the guy? He, Even he, when he's frying chicken. Space yeah, Gus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what we really want? We want him and William Dafoe to be in the, in the movie together and find out who's the worst. <laughs> that's, too much, that's too much evil right there. <laughs> too but much it, evil. it is it is really interesting. The, like, and this is, this is not something that's 
uh, only uh, localized to video games, but we see it come up in video games quite a bit. Um, I think partly because we're still such a new medium mm-hmm. like in the grand scheme of things and grand scheme of like entertainment, movies, TV, yeah. um, books, like movies, TV and books. They're like, yeah, man, this stuff is political. What? <laughs> you know, but in the video game space, we still sort of have to back off from it. When, even when we have things that clearly have overtly political themes. Yes. I mean, the, 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 like in this, in this, uh, the, this interview they did, they talked about how they actually traveled to Cuba with folks who act, who were actually part of the guerrilla warfare back in the fifties and sixties. Like they traveled with people who were part of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's I'm not fairly, political. But it's not yeah. political. That's so, instantly you know, political. It is instantly political. I just think that we don't have the, the right vocabulary and language yet to sort of speak about the things that influence our, 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 our art. <laughs> But but I think what we're seeing here is the, the game designers and the people who built this, this was absolutely political. This was absolutely their intent the whole way. And they're not basing it off of recent events. We talked about this a couple weeks ago with like six days of Fallujah. So so it, it it lacks that specificity, which I think is which is a fine decision to make. What's happened here is the lawyers have gotten involved and marketing has gotten involved and they got a little scared and they're like, oh, we got to put some distance yeah. between us, right? Yeah. And, th- and that's why you're seeing this message. But if you talk to the designers, it's going to go, hell yeah, we went to Cuba. Which is why they <laughs> want to talk it's to not the just that. It's, 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 it's just not, it's, it's, it's not just that. It's, it's, it's when you're a filmmaker, for example, right? Um, you can just show someone something, right? You can be like, look at this. It's kind of messed up, isn't it? you know but you know it's happening right in front it's it's happening right now right but when you're in a realm of interactivity you're doing it yeah that's true. you you're, making you're doing it. it right and so the question is where are you and how does the how does the game team empower you to affect change in one way or another yeah. right and in 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 the action you know, by by uh by the mere fact that you're actually being this willing participant in there, it is inherently political because it you is. have to choose a side. Yeah, I, I think it's just though, you know, we for some reason in gaming, we feel like saying something is political, you know, like something being political is bad, yeah. right? Because we just don't want to alienate part of our customer base because yes. we like, we want them to still buy our yes. game. But it's like, if somebody looks at this game or looks at the trailer, they know they they know that it, like you're being disingenuous yes. if you're claiming it's not political. They're either gonna buy it or not. So I'm just kind of like, all right, let's. Why do we why do we play this game? Literally, <laughs> play this game a game about, of game about game. Yeah, this game of game. Yeah. Um, I think we should just be straightforward about it, especially if we're trying to like push games forward as being an actual like art medium or whatever. We need to understand sometimes things are going to be political. I mean, every I I would make the argument that everything is political, but if you've got like you said something about like <laughs> where they're going and traveling around with like the different gorillas at that time, of course it's political. Just be honest about and, it. And, and, Mario and, is uh, Mario is political. Squat squashing those those those. Gorillas. No, it's it's, it's it's pro drugs. What are you doing the whole time? You're going around eating mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, eating flowers and fireballs. Probably didn't like go all the way through Mario without <laughs> eating a single mushroom. You can make it all that the way through. That is true. That is true. You and you're running from the cops. But, but in, um, <laughs> y'all, in, in Ubisoft's, like, in Ubisoft's like, defense, I'm not, yeah. trying, I'm not trying to attack them or anything like that. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, they have they have actually gone on record saying that them saying this is purely for the bottom line. Like it is, like it, it it's a, so it's a little bit of a wink, wink, wink kind of thing. It's a little bit of a marketing and PR sort of decision to say like, hey, we're like, uh, we're not we're not making a political statement, even though we're making a political statement. It's set, it's set in the fifties and sixties, and we're talking about guerrilla warfare. Like 
they're, they're sort of like they're sort of trying to ride both um have it both ways a bit here and that's why i sort of attribute it to just the the, like the youth of our industry like the the youngness of our industry and the fact that we aren't we still like so often like the the discourse we see online is like oh why do we have to talk about politics this is video games just get your politics out of here you're so well it's like guys um video games are made by people it shows the <laughs> maturity of the audience you know that thinks like, their life is default yes and it's like they're made by people like everyone on this on this call has at least 10 years in games that means we've been making games for a long time yeah. looking like this right yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that's where um, I think the more companies that sort of run away from it might be the right decision for them, like in, in the vacuum. But the more country, companies that run away from this conversation about you mm -hmm. know a war game being political or mm -hmm. a game about identity being political or a game that happens to have a woman as the, <laughs> the protagonist being political, the harder it is for us to actually have a reasonable conversation about this. We're always stuck in the same circle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Leon, that's, that's it. I want to play Far Cry. Okay. I want to play Far Cry Six. So <laughs> I definitely want to play so, okay. it. I'm excited. About All right, it. here we go. Here we go. You you guys ready for this one though? Okay, yeah, you got some for Travis. Okay, right. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Tim Cook's gut, his gut, says that the Apple Store is profitable. Okay, <laughs> but but Isn't Apple that won't check? back it up with data. Okay. All right. Yeah. His if, gut, not, not a if, p and if, if there was ever a time where, come on, son, <laughs> was applicable, it's it's that one, right? So I'm looking at this, you know, the Dhamma Sutra article, and it, you know, it's already stating the obvious, right? That Apple generally takes 30% of all App Store revenue generated by third-party developers, including premium app purchases, subscriptions, in-app purchases, mm -hmm. You know, basically anything that that damn phone touches, right? Yes. Okay. So as of last August, that cut was reduced to 15% for publishers that were earning under a million uh, annually. Um, and so he says that uh, Apple doesn't calculate uh, profit or revenue uh, on a division by division basis. So there's no telling how much of Apple's cash comes from the app store. An internal Apple document reviewed uh, during the trial, this epic trial, basically, uh, seemingly attempts to, to gauge profitability, but Cook argues that it was a presentation looking at trends over time rather than a detailed report with accurate figures. Okay. That's a lot. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop playing. Okay. Like, seriously, like, you know, I, there's no way you can tell me that there is not a personal app that Apple has built where that can actually touch a button and tell you to the damn penny how much that app store is making, okay? Because you can just get App Annie, for example, right? And tell like on a per app basis, what what app is making goo gobs of cash or not, right? Yes. So this information has already floated to the top, uh, you know, uh, that, mm -hmm. that you can actually pay for, right? Mm -hmm. So, and it relies on Apple's infrastructure in order to glean these results, right? So come on, son. Well, yeah. seriously, I, I, seriously. I, think, I think to your point, man, if they didn't know how much money they were making, how could they do the 70-30 split? Right, right, right. No, right. so exactly. And they know how much they're paying the people that work in that division. There's your PL. Yes. So that's, so that's garbage. And it's garbage. Other, other I said this exact garbage. thing. 
the, 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 uh, the largest portion of my budget is headcount. Unless, <laughs> unless Tim Cook is a really bad CEO, you guys, and doesn't care about money because he doesn't no. need it. And he says, hey, don't nobody talk to him about money. Let's just talk about making products. Tim Tim Cook Cook is and that's no guy. CEOs Tim, ever like that. Tim Cook I mean, has an app on his phone where he can press it, and it probably has a drone come and just drop piles of money. It actually delivers the money. Like showered in showered in gold coins, like yeah. Mario. Yes, it's like Sonic. There's like gold well, rings. The gold rings. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do believe that though. That if you hit Tim Cook really hard, probably Sonic gold rings will pop out of him. Just all over the place, right? Like, I mean, like seriously, when he stubs his toe, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's just on his face on his face it's just so damn ridiculous right like i would have had so much respect for him if he would have just turned to the judge and said yeah, yeah we make a lot i mean yeah. here's 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 where it's disingenuous in 2007 the iphone launches and they didn't want to do apps they didn't want to give you access to the hardware. They were like, just do web apps. Steve Jobs had zero interest yep. in apps. Yep. They don't say they don't say that junk anymore, right? <laughs> you know, I, I get a thing from the Apple Worldwide Developer Conference. You know, I'm getting those emails right now to, yep. to, to show up for that. So yep. just the fact that they changed their tune so fast, and additionally, their entire company is swinging more towards service-based architecture. They are recognizing that that revenue stream is more effective than selling expensive ass hardware because yep. oops, because people can't buy a thousand dollar iPhone every year. Sorry. Yep. So how do you get that money coming in? It's the apps. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see. Yeah, sorry, it's gonna be really interesting to see like what the ruling is for this because the case just closed up this earlier this week. They finished with the closing arguments and everything. I think no the ruling is expected somewhere in like the next six or seven weeks, they were saying. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see what direction, you know, like whether it's like an outright win for Apple, an outright win for Epic, or whether there's some kind of like weird, like hybrid thing in somewhere here. Thing. Okay, yeah. so let's 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 be let's let's uh let's be intellectually curious and dangerous all at the same time, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. You're gonna ask us to make predictions, aren't you? I, you I, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna be like yeah? So we can come back to this later and be like, see how wrong y'all were. was wrong. I, I, <laughs> I, I, yes, so I'll go first. How about this? Uh-huh. Okay, I think that Apple is gonna come out on top. Okay. Um, However, okay, it's going to be one of those things where the industry now is going to be looking very closely at Apple post this. And I think that this decision, whatever it is and how wrong it is, is going to be rectified in under two years. Interesting, interesting. Um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty close to that, actually. I think that, I think that there's a possibility that the judge will find like some weird hybrid thing that nobody's happy with. And that ultimately, it's still going to it's still going to send like whatever the decision is going to send like ripples through or yeah, shockwaves, shockwaves, tsunamis, tsunamis throughout the industry because it this touches on so much which we can see just based off the number of lawsuits that have been spawned from this thing being yeah. opened up. Uh, yeah, I think the next two years are going to be interesting. Is the is the the euphemism I'm going to use uh, unstable is probably also pretty pretty <laughs> accurate problem. Um, but I think that. I think that nobody's going to be particularly happy, but I think it'll probably still lean in Apple's favor, even though I don't necessarily think, I don't personally think that should be the, the route it goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it's also probably going to lean in Apple's favor. I think that they're because the, the judge was asking specific questions around like how, um, you know, basically how to make epic whole, you know, and there and she was asking questions that didn't necessarily like land on where Epic wants, you know, the verdict to get like, you know, Epic wants to basically, you know, Apple's system to be like fully open so they can do side loading of apps and everything like that. But she was asking questions like, oh, well, what if we have Apple remove, you know, the, that language from the developer agreement that says that um, you have to sell, you can only sell, you know, uh, items through their store, you know? What if you do that? I, I could see her doing something like that, but not necessarily going mm -hmm. all the way because mm -hmm. whether or not it's actually like the real reason, there is some compelling, you know, it is a compelling argument to talk about some of the security issues and privacy issues. That is compelling. Um, like I said, is that wholly because the reason why Apple <laughs> wants to own control of their own ecosystem? Of course not. They want the money, but it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not an argument that should be wholly dismissed. So I can see them doing like kind of a hybrid thing like that as well. Before, before we continue, Ashley, because I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear Leon's uh, take on that too. If they decide like you can sell through another store, watch how that, watch how that 30% starts to erode. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because Absolutely. that's going to be the linchpin right there. Mm -hmm. Because if you have another store alternative, right. Um, that is what's going to start this uh, this whole competition as to you know how much they take off the top. Yeah, and one other quick thing I'll add on there is one other thing she asked about was um, maybe not even removing, not, maybe not even like removing that language so that they still people still have to sell through the Apple Store, but say there's also language I guess that Apple says where you can't even tell people, um, oh, there's another web version you could buy from. So she might have them just remove that language. And then it's up to the companies to try and push people to like their web version or whatever to buy it. Do so, you think that it, do you think that this might be a good idea? Like it, it it gives you like a choice, right? Like right at right at the beginning. Do I want to get this from the Steam store, the Apple store, from the Microsoft store, uh, from the Epic store, right there on an Apple device? Oh my God, so my precedent. head is exploding right now because that'd be interesting. There's there's precedent for that. You install Windows and it asks you which browser you want to use as a direct result of these yeah. types of cases. Yep. Well, Leon, you were old enough to remember like when when uh, when we were making well seriously like when when real time or or or, or uh, video started really becoming an issue. Like you know most of us are like when when you would double click on an ADI right on your on your PC, you would instantly be front and center with this battle over who was going to play it. Was it going to be real player? Was it going to be Windows player? Oh, was yeah. it going to be some junky other player? What is it Winamp? What is it? You know, it, 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 and it caused a lot of confusion. I mean, be buy awesome. an Android phone. You have that today, right? Which yeah. messaging app do you want to use? I don't know. I got yeah. it's coming up. So <laughs> they just got rid of three. So you okay? Yeah. So but here, but here just just to weigh in real quick on this. So I want Epic to win this because I think the notion as a developer paying a third of the revenue to somebody providing you an S3 bucket for a download is criminal. It's ridiculous. So I, I do want Epic to win, but I think I do, I do see Apple coming up on top. But I, I also see Apple likes to play fast and loose 
with their with their requirement and their rules. Like they'll they'll put you through certification and judge you on things that haven't been written down. I think those days are over. Like I think that noose is going to tighten real fast. I think the noose is going to tighten real fast on their financial reporting. Like Tim Cook's not going to get away with. Oh, I don't know because it just you know <laughs> so much. Yeah. You want me to, to jump in the money bed and just swim around <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my Scrooge McDuck on right, here. Right. You, know how, you know how Scrooge would like swim through the money bed and be like, uh-huh. there's one coin missing. <laughs> exactly. He'll just sense it. So I, I, I think you know they're gonna they're gonna have to continue to be a, a more responsible platform. And if you've dealt with a you know with developers, right? Like if you've dealt with like Microsoft as a third party developer. They, they do a great job of, of catering to you and giving you what you need. And Apple has just always been really bad at it. Just just flat out terrible. You know, just, hey, when's my app going to be out of cert? Mm, one day, mm-hmm. you know, now if you're now if you're Nanantic, sure, they'll say, you know, Tuesday, right? Because because they want that Pokemon <laughs> money. But unless you are that large, they just don't care. Right. So I think mm-hmm. I think they've gotten better over the years, but I think they're going to mature as a platform because Apple is a closed Apple prefers to be a closed environment. They mm-hmm. want you to just buy Apple stuff and use iWork and iMovie and iThis. And they don't want you to they don't want you using third party software. Mm-hmm. Right. But but they're in this position where they're one of the biggest platforms in the world and they can't do that. Well, it's 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 it, it, it's a lot of this is because the the app store is curated, but it's not curated to the degree to which like your console, uh, you know, stores are, are, are curated, right? And because of that, like, because there's not as many uh, items in like a PlayStation store or a Microsoft store or something like that, they can afford to actually get back to the publishers or developers and give them sort of this, you know, this, this, this treatment that justifies that 30%, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, and that's that's great, right? And so I think that if they want to continue to take that 30%, mm-hmm. make them earn it, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, they have a lot of power at their display, yeah. right? Um, and, and, and if you're going to give them 30% because, you know, and, and maybe be transparent about it, right? Like, yeah, you aren't Niantic, right? So they should say that. They should say so, that. So we're, yeah, so we're going to give you some love, but we're not going to give you Niantic love. Yeah. You see what yep. I'm saying? Until um, your game makes Niantic money. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. When once your game starts representing, you know, the the the, the type of money that a Candy Crush, yeah. you know, like we're a gold digger or, company. Or Pokemon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you know, and, and, and I'm sure Apple does that to some degree, but you know, I, I think it, it it's not as transparent as people would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leon, do you have a story for us? I, I do. So you know, this, this is a food story, but it's also a game story, and it's about it's about Wendy's. And the thing I love about Wendy's is they show a sophistication in social media that is just unparalleled. Like oh, anytime absolutely. one of these companies steps up to Wendy's, they, I mean, it is get, it is get, a burn mm-hmm. of epic proportions. So <laughs> Wendy's on the internet on you. It, it 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 Wendy's has this attitude that is like the cattiest like person that you can ever come across on the internet and i, I don't know Patty. please please do. don't play with wendy's okay they please don't Patty. play with wendy's whoever they have in social media will actually yeah, whoever they have in their social media manager they play with Patty. that person they were like this is the pettiest person we interviewed hire that person hire her she, she so what understand. do they do so so they dropped 
a 100 page rpg just with just with no warning they called it feast of legends right mm -hmm. and they, they put they put the pdf out there we'll, we'll link it in the chat so anybody can download it mm -hmm. and it's it's hilarious like you look in there and it's like well here's the order of the spicy chicken right <laughs> you know and, and my level one spell is is, is spicy touch my level two spell is true fire and my level three spell is unending heat right so okay. I'm, <laughs> and i'm kind of like looking at my phone in grubhub like man i kind of want a spicy chicken sandwich now. <laughs> i'm gonna go to wendy's after this just for this alone i'm gonna go to wendy's i have no business going to wendy's I, I, we all have no business going to wendy's but you got to respect the game you do you, you do like right? they like, get it hey man. what's he gonna dm for us it's not just oh yeah everybody gets a frosty too you get a frosty you get a frosty <laughs> but the, the thing I, the thing i want to stress it's not just a bunch of a random graphics you know with the windy person with the sword no man there's rules and character sheets and you know what i mean like items they 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 went all out like they paid oh, yeah. people to do this <laughs> Can someone tell me? Oh, like, I want to buy this book. I want to buy it. Can, can someone tell me? Like honestly, honestly, uh -huh. like you know, as a person who has made bona fide like tabletop RPGs, much like the one behind me. Uh, anyways, like, what is it nowadays with everyone deciding that they want to be RPG heads? I mean, I I, I think it started with Cold. Joe. Uh, what was the name? Mangiola or whatever yeah, his name Joe is, decided that he wanted to do D and D oh. with all his sexy friends from Hollywood, and then it just got <laughs> out of control. Like what? 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 You know? He's always done uh, D and D. He'll he'll correct you in that. He's like, I'm 30 years in this, <laughs> and I've always done. He's 30 years in. He he has he has reps. Apparently, he has his rep skill is high. I you know what? I mean, I, I don't know what. Oh, go no, ahead. Trey, I was go just ahead. gonna say, I think it's just very much a case of like uh -huh. someone like taking the Venn diagrams here, being like, where all these things overlap. Hey, let's build like this space right here mm -hmm. where where fast food, a fast food persona, and like gaming, <laughs> whether it's tabletop or whether it's actually like you know, uh, like console or PC gaming or whatever. Let's let's actually build out like an identity there. <laughs> Yeah. And like, because I mean, KFC has a gaming Twitter, which I'm like, what? KFC I didn't know. has a computer. Yeah, it's it's crazy, yeah. but I mean, it works so well. Like, uh -huh. I mean, Wendy's. I think Wendy's is a champion of it. I mean, frankly, like like Leon was saying. I mean, and, and like actually, I, I, everyone was saying, like their their social media manager is like undefeated. Really, <laughs> they actually have a day every year that's just like a roast me day where you can just tweet them and be like, Wendy's roast me. And they will roast you for eight <laughs> hours straight. It's so good. So I'm trying I mean, to tell you, they so they found the pettiest person they could. And it's like, yo, you're our social media manager. They it's probably brilliant. had a roast off, a petty, a petty party, and they brought in <laughs> 10 petty people. It's like whoever survives by the end of the day gets the job. And I have never I have never seen that 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 brand of petty. <laughs> Okay, outside of black people from the south, so I don't know who that person is, but if it's a black woman from the south, for example, I'd be like, Yep, called it. Okay, because <laughs> I have never seen like every time there's a every time there is a leader of petty 
in, in like <laughs> basically like black Twitter or something like that, it's always a sister from the South. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey I had something to say. You yeah. go to this website. They said the fight against frozen bee, the nation of fresh Tovia has been the long beacon of hope in the land of beefs. Beefs keep for decades. And you fought, you're fighting the ice gesture. Uh, the ice <laughs> gesture. Which is McDonald's. McDonald's. That's, that's, it's, it's so good. Man, man. And, and you should see the art that they have where they redesigned Wendy, like to be like a, you know, a, an RPG character. This like, fabulously designed RPG character. Oh, the, the cover of the book, I really want to buy the physical book. Like, I would just buy this book with the four. I just don't know how we version. got here. Like, you know, when when I was in when I was in middle school and high school, kids were getting rolled for rolling dice. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, get out of here with your D10. It was the same thing with like comic books and video games. Yeah. Right? You know, like I'm you know what? I will just. I'm. You know. I'm glad that everybody I live long wanted enough. to be us when we were young. That's what we. I'm learned. glad I live long enough so we can get to a point where like the billion dollar movies are comic book movies. That's true. <laughs> and I've got so many. Like I just finished watching Invincible. We watched Jupiter's Legend. We watched. Uh, you know, so much like so much video games. The Boys is on. Like there's so much video game and comic book and whatever media out there that just we that we weren't able to indulge in as kids and now we're yep. actually making I, it. I, I, I actually have a personal story I need to interject here. So uh, <laughs> and the, the audience doesn't know this, but you guys do, is, is I coach robotics. Uh, I coach middle school robotics. A middle school robotics team won the Detroit Regional a few weeks ago in, in advance to states. Wait, wait. Thank you, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, this, and, this, and this was while the kids built this robot from home during COVID. So it was, it was very, it was a very challenging year and they knocked it out the park. So we actually had a new, had a nice news story that, that covered it and covered the team. And we had to go in for practice the next day to get ready for states. And as those kids basically slow walked down the hallway, they were like rock stars. I mean, the <laughs> parents, the teachers, the other kids, even the custodial staff was like, oh, this the, the robotics kids, you know, like everybody has so much pride. And, and I loved it. I loved it that these kids are 11 to 13 and they're they're experiencing this love of doing something for that, that's geeky that we would have been hiding our faces like yeah we're the robotics team you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I love yeah. it I love it so like the, the kids are having better lives than we than we did and that's what it's, yeah. that's what it's all about right that's yeah. that's why like, that's why you tell those people that were bullies that's why your kids. Your your kids are just like me. That's payback. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. So just so just so the audience knows, so mm -hmm. that's the reason Leon hasn't uh, been on the podcast for for mm -hmm. a couple of weeks because he was busy ushering in little geniuses. That's, yeah, that's what yeah. you know. That's what it was. It, it wasn't for lack of love. Yeah, love it. Love yeah. It. Okay. Uh, uh, Ryan, you have a story for us. Uh, yeah. I don't like Wendy's. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your story for us, right? <laughs> you gonna tell us your I, Wendy's I story? Wendy's what happened with Wendy's? I, just, I went to Wendy's and she sat there and rolled me over the whole entire time. I, I can't do Wendy's, Taco Bell, mm -hmm. Del Taco. 
Oh wow. Whole bunch of them. I, I just can't do it, man. That's yeah. who Nubians, y'all. Just be honest. You went into Wendy's and she was there and she said, Don't come in here with your artwork. And she started making fun of your artwork. You ain't never forgave her. You ain't never forgave her. But I do want to talk about something though. Um so uh my story is about Tesla, which is near and dear to my heart, which is uh uh-huh. which is pretty cool. Um, so Tesla is starting to use their in-camera autopilot for, uh, uh, for driver monitoring. So, um, which is pretty cool. You know, it's something that, um, I, 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 I personally, I drive a Tesla, so I could, I trust me, I'm hands down. I'm never going to go back to gasoline cars. Uh-huh. I'm always going to have a Tesla for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. Uh, if it's not Tesla, it's going to be something else. It's going to be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a Tesla Hummer or something, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, I haven't paid for gasoline in six years. Um, I haven't changed my, um, uh, I haven't changed my brakes in six years. I haven't done any transmission changes. None, none of that stuff, man. It's incredible. Gas is currently twenty-seven gallons. This so is ultimate freedom. You know, I'm uh-huh. not locked into this stuff. Here. If you so in the tech, how come you in black and white player? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, I'm I'm an artist. I gotta, oh, I gotta think oh, differently. Okay, you know? okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, what's the story about? So what does this in-person so, camera do? So te- Tesla is starting to use the the use a camera. They actually have cameras on the inside. The newer versions, they have cameras. Uh, that's on that's used for the rear view and the front the front view uh, cameras. Um, so this before they they weren't using that. They were only using the sensors, and they did have a, a front camera that's up at the top that basically only read a, a, a specific uh, a view on uh, in the front. You know, um, so. Um, now this they're starting to, to expand. They're starting to get they're starting to use the cameras on the sides, and now they're using the, in, the interior cameras and all that stuff. So um, they're basically keeping track of. I think it's uh, hold on. Let me. I want to think. Let me. Let me. Well, let me. Let me read what it actually yeah, I don't says. Under, yeah, I don't understand I don't this. So you're, they're they're using the cameras inside the car to do what? To make sure you're in the driver's well, seat. I know there's everybody's tech, crashing lately. The technology expanding where it's starting to keep track of your eyes, where you it keeps track of you if if you're a sleepy driver or if you're you know constantly like yeah. looking at your phone or something like that. You know, so yeah, it's it's and it's gonna the systems there, the safety safety systems that's inside the Tesla that basically takes over and says, hey, you you're you're driving wrong, and if you keep doing it, it'll it'll completely shut off and it won't let you, it won't turn back on until you actually stop the car, get out, get back in, and then you can continue driving. So it, it, it wakes you but up. That's the part yeah. of having a Tesla is that I can doze off and I can check my phone because <laughs> no. I'm, I'm going for no. autopilot driving. I just, no, that's I, not how the autopilot works. <laughs> That's how oh, it should work, though. That's, that's, that's the autopilot everybody's their, trying to get. I them. just watched their video of the guy with his hands up behind his head as the car was driving around the Tesla so, plant. Yeah. What, yeah. what Tesla has is not level four autopilot. It is yes. at best assisted cruise control. They are at what's called level three. So they are not at level four autonomous operation. That's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing 
People tend to forget that over a hundred people die a day in the U.S. in normal gasoline yeah. cars, but suddenly, oh my God, Tesla is the deadliest thing ever. Yep. No. One wreck. Yeah. Well, to fully disclose, and I think this is important, I have drove Brian's Tesla without my hands, by the way. <laughs> So when people die in Teslas, it's it's usually a, a user error. Yeah, it's oh. not the software. It's a user yeah, yeah. error. It's someone doing something they shouldn't do, and and they're, like, they're not paying attention. Like and the brick on the gas pedal as you hop into the passenger seat. I don't yeah. see how you can tangentially be involved in video games, whether or not it is playing them or making them that would make you decide that taking your hands off the wheel for an extended period of time is a good idea. Like you've played enough games. <laughs> this never ever goes well. No, no. I mean, that's the, that's the thing people like, like you said, like it's assisted driving, right? So mm -hmm. the intent is you're still supposed to have somebody in the driver's seat while your car is doing the autopilot. Mm -hmm. But we've had a few instances. I mean, of course they're, they're getting a lot of presses like that. We had one actually over here in the Bay area in the last month where a dude was photographed and people called the police because they saw him sitting in the back seat of his Tesla while I was driving with no one there. <laughs> and he's like waving at people. He was, he was like, you know, he was having a good time. Yeah. He got arrested for it. And like, you know, the police found, they got, they arrested him. And then when they went and interviewed him afterwards, some news station, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing it. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's autopilot. I'm supposed to be- Not autopilot yet. Like, We're no, not there yet, y'all. <laughs> Not there. Yeah. Not hey, hey, I know one thing. When my Tesla truck come, it better be there because I paid for oh, that. Yeah. I paid extra money for that. I, I just want to know autopilot. What, I just want to know at what point do, does does it does your Tesla start advertising your mom's toothpaste choice to you? <laughs> and I just want to mention, okay, my Sonos sound system said it's wireless, but I guarantee you there are wires. It's not, all, it's not all about just the name. Wireless TM. <laughs> wireless TM. Yeah. So the, the Tesla's not going to advertise the toothpaste. It's just going to set a waypoint to the grocery store. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's what's uh -huh. going to happen. Drive you down the toothpaste aisle. Yeah. Uh -huh. What's going to happen when Amazon buys Tesla? You get drove, driven to the Amazon uh, a store and the Instacart. That's a robot's going to just drop right, right to the whole foods. Just boom. And also you just get a, a ping on your phone and says, you've been charged $158. You're like, what did I buy? And it's just things that you liked. But it was It'll be it'll in, in my car to be nothing but bacon and cereal. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna lock you in your Tesla until you buy stuff on Amazon yeah. on the like, console there in your Tesla. No, it's already gonna be there. You don't know what you bought. He's just been scrolling all week. And it's like, oh, he buys groceries right on Saturday. You <laughs> exist actually. I've never been to one before, but I've seen it and I was tempted. I was like the the, the grocery I store mean, you just walk in and walk out. I, I'm so excited. No, no, this was it. a drive-through grocery store. Like what? this was a it was a grocery store that had a wide like a, a like you know a, a pathway through it, and you drive through the grocery store. I guess you order stuff ahead of time. People just put the things in your car. That's dope. Brilliant. Dope. Yes, you know, I was like you know I I would I, I would be I haven't ascended that, that right? level of, of to that level yet. Like yeah, I, I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel myself being inherently mad at a grocery store that knew what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they'd be like, "Boy, if you don't get these blueberry muffins and get out of here." <laughs> but we all been looking at them all week. We've been looking at them all week. But looping we, back we around to, to our initial conversation, right? Like that, like that's actually kind of like that's the thing that that 
technology's moving towards is yeah. like, hey, yeah. Travis, yeah. we know that you, we know you out of those blueberry muffins. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, would y'all be mad at technology never, saying, hey, yeah, you you've buy had them way every too five many weeks. blueberry muffins. We're gonna give you yeah, some. I would be very angry at, at technology. Days, got my business like sure that. that. You don't run out of them blueberry muffins. Well, that's where it leads to, right? And and see, that's the thing that people don't realize, right? Is like, you know, people are like. You know you want these blueberry muffins. Yeah, but maybe I don't need these blueberry muffins. And then all of a sudden, then you start getting ads for other things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden now it's the Metamucil that you're getting. It's like, why? Well, you know, you should have had those oat muffins and you didn't. And like, so now you need this. The, the grocery store saying you haven't had the fifth of month, you know, the muffins in a couple of weeks is one thing. It's another thing when it says, hey, we see you had a bad week, so you need to get this, these muffins and a fifth of liquor, right? That's, yeah. that's when it's too far. Yeah. Or, or maybe not, Leon, because you'll be like, you know what? I did need that vodka. Good looking out, Ryan. So, 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 so Ryan, go get back on Tesla. So, yeah. Ryan. Are you going to drive in the backseat of your car? Are you going to be, are you drawing your car as you're driving? That's a good question. Bad question. Look at it, look at it, look at it, you guys. This is is confession time, all right. Uh, (laughs) I have, I have drawn in my car before. Damn right he has. Um, um, I have, I've I've taken short naps, but the only time I've done it is, I'll, I'll, I'll admit this, the only time I've done it is when I'm, I'm in like, traffic and we're moving like six miles an hour i just turn on autopilot and i just like take a nap and then i wake <laughs> up i'm like okay cool i'm ready to go you See, know right but you said the user error. that's right. right that's the user damn error right there but i haven't done it in, in in a long time especially since covid i haven't driven anywhere you know okay yeah. so if if ryan is off the show for a few weeks y'all know right he had one too many naps <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree with you Those off for like two minutes so like don't take a two minute nap dang right that's what you're supposed to do that's uh okay Wow, yeah. uh, I can I can admit that I have never taken a short nap in my gas powered <laughs> sunroof. No, no, you can't. Um, yeah. I've uh, I've I've never drawn. <laughs> I've never intentionally done either of these things. Yes, <laughs> I mean, but I I look forward to a future where um you know public transit allows me. To yeah, I'm I'm waiting for real time travel to happen somewhere <laughs> here. I want to be able to teleport um, actually. Give me some yeah. give me some transporter technology. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I, w- I I was gonna move on. I just want Star Trek to be real, that's all. We do. We do. It is yeah. real. Did you hear that? They actually uh developed a a uh um uh not teleporter. Well well it is a tele- tele- teleporter where they they, mm-hmm. they transporter. Yeah, they transported one object to, to another part. Yeah, why don't you do oh. that, Dan? Why don't you try that? <laughs> it was, it was, if I recall correctly, it was like a single molecule from one location quantum. to another. So, yeah, quantum, quantum entanglement. Yeah, so, so um, I'm gonna let one of you guys try that out. First. <laughs> yeah, you, you go, you go entangle your quantums. Yeah, I don't want my quantums entangled. <laughs> <laughs> makes total sense. I like, I like, I like my already, quantum straight. Yeah, I already have enough entanglements. So I don't. Yeah. Need hey. <laughs> and, and admittedly, <laughs> admittedly uh, All right, you know, Will much as I love Star Trek. What is one of the chief things that causes problems in the 24th century? Oops, sorry, action. you got stuck in a pattern buffer. Yeah. Oh, well, now you're mixed with another human. Or another <laughs> good luck. If, if we are essentially a ghost inside this shell. You know, all we're doing is transporting. You know, this got real shell deep. to shell. You know, that was yeah, that got real deep. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got deep a little bit. 
I'm gonna bring That's it back true. to being light now. Yes. Um, games. So I was in a discussion in Clubhouse, as y'all are fond of, and somebody was like, "Well, you just make a game," and they all are the same. Like a shooter's a shooter, and I was like, "No, games have feel to them," and I want to express to people how important how a game feels lets you know if you like the game or not. There's there's a visceral connection there that you make with a game. You know, Nintendo gets it, uh, and some other studios get it from time to time. Some studios get it all the time. Call of Duty gets it all the time. Bungie gets it all the time. And Bungie and Call of Duty are drastically different games. MLB gets it for the fans of baseball all the time. It feels like baseball. But it, but I think you need to understand that you need to be have a certain level of expertise to perceive that, right? Mm. Just as I could say, well, rap is rap, right? And and someone who's a fictional will say, no, there's East Coast, there's West Coast, there's hip hop, there's gangster rap, there's mumble rap, there's whatever, right? There is an entire stratification of that. But if I'm on the outside looking in, it's just is is rap, right? So it's the same thing. Like, yeah, I can look at Destiny, I can look at Call of Duty, I can look at Gears of War. The the game loop is putting holes in things with projectile-based yes. weapons, but yes. the feel of all three of those games to a practitioner or an expert is very different. So I yes. think I think that's a perception of someone who's not in the know. Yes. This person claimed to be a game developer. Well, because gamer. Mumble rap is trash. i'll let that be your opinion there's millions of people that disagree with you and they're wrong well well, there's a lot of people who like to eat trash so yeah yeah. and ryan's thinking yeah they eat wendy's (laughs) you know i think this is i think this is a a super interesting conversation like that too because um like you said like from a from a from a, a enthusiast perspective from like a gamer's mm-hmm. perspective someone who's not making games you know like they start to develop preferences they start to say hey i like this game over that game but they might not actually be able to put into words why they like this game over that game right. why this one feels a certain way why this one actually like why is like why is my sniper rifle feel so loose in this but game versus they can acknowledge game? that they know that Power. They, they can't technically yeah. understand it but they understand and, how it feels and it's but that's also tr- true for game developers too mm-hmm. right like like they also can develop these preferences, but they may have no idea how to make it feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like one of the one of the stories I probably told this story before about, so I'll give a, a really quick summary of it. We were working on um, the Outer Worlds with the folks at Obsidian, and one of the things that we um, wanted to do is we wanted to get the we wanted to get the combat right. We wanted to make the combat feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Obsidian is really great about narrative, but when it comes to combat, like that's one of the things that they can they could use a little bit of plussing up on. And so we wound up working with a uh, a combat consultant. Who worked on really, 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 really great combat games? I won't, I won't mention which ones, um, but had like deep experience in that. And he, he broke, gave us this wonderful report and broke it down and said, "Hey, here's the nuanced stuff that you might not know as to how you yes. make a gun feel good. Like this is the stuff that like this is getting like real deep in the science of it. And you know, he's presenting this to us as game developers who've been doing this for decades." have worked on shooter games for decades, but like his depth of knowledge taught us all a new thing too. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't, I don't discount anyone, even if they're a game developer who, who doesn't know it. I, I, I do challenge if they don't want to learn it yes. <laughs> because yes. it was an amazing, it was amazing like masterclass to like learn that stuff. And I'm like, cool, I'm taking that stuff forward to like every other game I work on. Yeah. I, 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 I tend to equate gamesmithing with cooking a lot 
okay? Because mm-hmm. um, because I think that cooking is a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of experimentation mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And I think that the best cooks have a very developed palate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that about game designers and and, and, and coders, uh, you know, in, in in particular. And uh, you know, if you're gifted enough, maybe producers who you know is is as well. And it's if you ever watch like one of my favorite shows to watch uh, is Hell's Kitchen. Um, and in Hell's Kitchen, what um, what Gordon Ramsay will do a lot of times is he'll put a plate of food in front of you, and he'll say, "Now taste this." Okay, and then everyone will taste it. And then after they say, oh, this is magnificent. He says, okay, great, now go make it. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, okay? The difference is, okay, when you're cooking, Gordon Ramsay gives you every single bit of that recipe, like it's in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You don't have that when you make games. Okay, you don't. As a matter of fact, a lot of times what happens is is you're put in a situation where they're like, see this game? Doesn't it taste good? And you're like, yeah. But the problem is you don't know whether or not you're tasting $5 million or $200 million. Okay, (laughs) now, in addition to that, they don't say make just this. No, because that's never how it is in games. They're saying make something better than better this, than the, okay? Yeah. And so now you have to take this thing that you've been snacking on and making it better. And usually the, you know, they're saying make it better than that 200, uh, $200 million presentation, uh, you know, game with 50 million. Yes. Go ahead. By, by the way, the I, I love this disaster. analogy too, because for anyone who's seen that, that, um, that particular like challenge on the Hell's Kitchen, it's amazing to see how many people in the room walk in there saying, I am the best cook. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, I know all cooking methods. Yes. I am gonna win this, and they walk in there and they eat something, and they're like, "I think it's chicken," and you're like, "That was pork." Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Pork. Yep. Or they'll be like, "Uh, I think this is fish." Like that was beef. What is wrong with your palate? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It's gonna be like three people choose halibut, two choose trout. And yeah, one yeah, yeah. 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 And it's yeah. it's amazing to see like when you when you like when they're trying to recreate that dish. If you pick the wrong basis, you're dead. You're done. You're, you're done. There. You're not going to make a better dish when you have the wrong basis for it. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Misunderstand the dish. I think that is right. a great analogy how uh, game making is to gamesmithing is the same as cooking. Is and that because people, people make fried chicken. There's a million people that make fried chicken, but there's only three of them that we always talk about is amazing. And apparently mm-hmm. all our mothers make great fried chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> and as a and, and as a producer, mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, when you're when you're actually working with like a new group, mm-hmm. okay, of of people, I think the most offensive thing that a producer can hear from a development team is to have one uh to, to have a team poo-poo the work of another team on a subject matter that they have not tackled. Yes. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Because it is only until you have walked a mile in those development shoes do you develop the proper amount of respect oh. for whatever tech piece is in front of you, no matter how mundane it might seem. Mm. Or, you see or, what I'm saying? Or, and unless you have done it, unless you have succeeded, do the industry and your company a favor and be humble until you can get there because you have no idea what's in front or, of you. Or better yet, a team poo-poo the gold standard of a game because it didn't sell well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, how- Travis poo-poo uh, Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in general. He 
Travis, Dang, you know, shots not, fired. Not respecting the Pokemon. Shots that's right. Fire. Pokemon. That's right. Hmm. Shots fired. But that is that is a thing. So who is the owner of of a game that feels good? Who owns the feel of a game? Who is the who's the responsible individual on the team that says, I own the feel of the game? That's a trick question. Mm-hmm. Give me an answer. Give me a straightforward answer. A non-trick okay. answer. Everyone. Everyone. Yeah, I don't think you're a single person. <laughs> I mean, like, unless we're like games of a certain scope are not made by one person. They're not mm-hmm. made by two people. They're not made Speak by five people. It. These big games are made by literally hundreds of people. Like we've said before, like, you know, you play a, like any AAA game, any quad A game, go hang out in the credits for a second. It will take 10 minutes for them to scroll by. Sometimes you get an achievement too, by the way, because yeah. it is always nice to see not just who makes the games, but just how big those games are, mm-hmm. how yeah. far spread they are. You have a game that has a thousand people, and I'm not even not even exaggerating, a game with a thousand people. That's not including outsourced it, houses. exactly they're not placed in one location Mm -mm. because that just very rarely happens you probably have a few different uh, real estate outsource company twitter person team here this company did it person teams Mm -hmm. so just think about the logistics of that that's challenging like we've said before like hey y'all you've had you've you've had the experience where you've had like five of your friends you're like let's order pizza and then you wait 45 minutes while you try and figure out what pizza to order okay imagine all those friends are in different time zones (laughs) some Mm -hmm. on different planets and you got to figure out what pizza to order like and we're talking about games here like these are multi 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 million dollar endeavors like they're very expensive very complex very like very unique and you've got like lots of folks who are some of folks who are involved in the game development itself a large large teams involved in game development but then you also have the business imperative because all of these things like we we love making games because we love the creativity and the fun of it but also it's gotta make money (laughs) Games are, they are a business ultimately. They are a business. I'll give you. I'll give money. Just tend to not get sequels a lot of times. And and I'll give you. I'll give you an example, Chuck. Like take God of War. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you so if you take God of War for example, like everything. Like if if I had to boil God of War down to 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 like one word, it would be struggle. Mm -hmm. Right. Everything is a struggle in God of War. Right, um, and it's a display, like a like this gross display of power. But that has to carry through to everything, from from the from the sound effects that you make, mm-hmm. right, to how things are animated, mm-hmm. to your VFX, to to everything, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so when you can go to every one of your teams and say, "This is about struggle. This is this is about you," you know, basically just forcing things all the time, right? When you have that in mind, okay, every facet of your development, then they know I'm going to pop this case open. Okay, that needs to be a struggle. I, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to rip this, uh, you know, this character in half. That's a struggle. You know, I'm, uh, you know, everything is a struggle, right? Struggles so when you have that, So when you have that, and, and, and I call those pillars in, in, in a game, right? When you, when you set these pillars, okay, then those are the true norths for everyone on your development team to use as a guide when they're saying, how do I do this? You see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And everyone is going to bring something different uh, to to bear, whether or not it is code, whether or not it's art, whether or not it's, uh, you know, design and, and, and so on and so forth. And collectively, if they attack it under, you know, their, their own sort of 
domain or their own fiefdom inside of the game. When it comes together, it's all going to feel like struggle. Yeah. Travis, I, I think the most amazing example of that, if you go back and look at the making videos in LucasArts and Force Unleashed, uh, and what they would do is before every team meeting, they would say, what's the X? And the entire team would, would come back kicking, kicking people's ass. backside with, with the force, the force. right? <laughs> and look at, and, and you think about Star Wars up to that point, the displays of the force were like, you know, somebody would kind of move their hand and a, and a boulder would slowly move across the screen. But in the Force Unleashed, you would grab a stormtrooper and literally bounce him off the ceiling five times and then out an airlock, right? Yes. It suffused mm -hmm. every single action in that game it was more violent it was more intense and everything from the sound effects the digital effects to the animation because before every meeting what's the x right and, and it, that set that tone yeah yep. one thing one thing that we i learned in grad school we we had this thing called tone words we had a razor statement it lets you know it gets cut in what cut, gets cut out of the game but then we had tone words Everything had to speak to the tone of the game, and anybody on the team could call it out when it doesn't. Like, how does what you just made, or what we're doing, or what I'm drawing, feeds into those five words up there of what we're making? Because that's what we're trying to make a game feel like. And, you know, even people sat there and got in heavy debates. Like, struggle would be a tone word. Struggle. Mm -hmm. Majestic. We probably pick something more more crafty than majestic because majestic can mean anything. But but that's what a colossal may be something you use for God of War Three. Struggle colossal because it felt big. Mm. You wouldn't use the word epic because what does that mean? Too many lawsuits. Wow, I guess that that changed. Yeah, I think. Because because everything in in, uh, in 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 gaming is so individual um, and so subjective that it's nice when you can agree on like four or five things that are not right, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it gives everyone you know that touch base to say is it this because if it isn't then I'm wasting my time mm -hmm. spinning my wheels creating that because mm -hmm. it does not feed into what you know in this this product is about absolutely i think this is a, a super interesting conversation it really goes to the, the the heart of game development especially when we talk about the, the defining the creative vision um and getting people bought getting people bought into it like we've all worked on games where the creative vision wasn't wasn't strong enough wasn't solidified enough no. it was constantly changing no. and let me tell you that the end result yeah. of that is very rarely Thing. <laughs> but we should we could definitely talk on this this whole topic by itself just talking about creative vision and how you define that for yeah hours, hours. Well, maybe you should have that for the next show how to keep a vision because creative, a lot vision. Of creative games, vision that's good a that's, lot that's of it, games yeah. don't keep it yeah that's the next show topic or or that or they're so um they're not well established so they're yeah. easily swayed yeah in ways that just um yeah. Be before uh, before we go into um whatchamacallit before we go into see what everybody's playing is feel how a game feels really, really important. As game developers, do y'all think feel is important? That's just... the only thing that's important. Yes. Yeah. It means different things. That is literally the yeah. only thing that's important in a game. You know, that's why Angry Birds beat the other 40 clones that came out before it. And the 8,800 of them that came after it. 
because it just felt yeah. right. Everything, the sound effects, everything just felt right. And the fact yeah. they use the it's scrum, <laughs> they use scrum to define the, the chickens and the pigs and made that characters in the game is amazing to me. Yep. Only yeah. nerds know that. Only only mm -hmm. only software development <laughs> nerds know that. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really do. I think the feel is the, the feel is the only thing that's important. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and those things, uh, look, sound, um, you know, code and all that, those all collectively feed into that, you know, because what we're talking about is we're, we're, we're talking about selling interactivity, mm -hmm. right? Games are about repetitive action. Okay. Mm -hmm. What can I do to make you do the same thing over and over and over oh, yeah. and over and over again, right? And and so if at the end of that, something does not feel right or it, it's not giving you the proper sort of feedback, you're not going to want to continue to do it yes, at all agree. because it's unreliable, mm -hmm. right? It's just chaos. And who wants that? Mm -hmm. well, I, you know, I kind of want a little chaos, but whatever. Epic. <laughs> my answer for everything right now uh, I can put two more examples of that from the same franchise Devil May Cry 2 and Devil and DMC which is Devil May Cry 4 I think 4 or 5 one of them no DMC was, was actually 5 5, five. yeah before they, five. before they made 5 yeah it was 5 yes. it was 5 prime yes yes <laughs> yes and DMC is a good game but it didn't have the same feel as DMC 2 as Devil May Cry 2. It doesn't feel the same way. But it was reminiscent it enough. It is. It's who, close. It's a really good game. Both of those, I Devil think. Wait, 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 someone's produced both of those? Devil May Cry 2 was not, not, not <laughs> people, the standard. People <laughs> love Devil May Cry 2 because the way it feels. Just the way no, no. Feels. Devil May Cry 3. Three. Devil May Cry 3. Yeah, 3. Okay, Devil May Cry 3. Devil May Cry 3. I was like, wait a second, Chuck. Are you sure? Yes, I'm talking about 3. I'm going playing it in my head right now, and I'm like, Oh, was that two? No, that was three. Well, two was the one with the diesel clothing promotion. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, okay, the Devil best three. character yeah. designs, yes. but combat-wise, everything was a bullet sponge. Yeah, yeah, it was that Devil was May Cry one three. and two yeah, being developed at the same time. It was three, three, three. Devil Cry three and DMC. Like DM, yeah. I think DMC feels good. I think it it uh, it was it could have been a really great game. I think they need to spend more time working on it a little bit. But I think Devil May Cry three is like a masterpiece. And I, I have. Feels. I have lots of inside baseball about how we got to the feel for both of those games. Interesting. I understand how they not just take a, DMC three and just remake it, but that's just my that's my thinking as a fan of those. We games. did. Sorry. <laughs> well, how do you throw it off? How do you throw that off? You could you could throw it off just a little bit and you can still nail that game. We'll talk about that. We're gonna talk about no keeping your creative vision because apparently that was yeah. the creative vision and they were. Well, Shanae knows it. why. We just won't say why. <laughs> yes, I will say some things, but not other things. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep that. But yeah, that I, I'll try to explain to people why Street Fighter feels different from uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Shall we see what Ryan yes. has been drawing? Because yeah. he's been looking down the entire time. Oh, man. You guys really want to see this? Yeah, we want to no, see it. No, but we'll see it anyway. <laughs> All right, I'll share my screen. Is it going to be black and white? Uh, yes, it will. Oh, go figure. Um, okay, all right, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh I know. Rifter. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. I he's always he's he's always shooting people. This is a different type of gun feel. That's who he is. He's a he's a grifter. Uh, it's actually a massive piece. I I'm not sure if I can show you guys the whole thing, but Zealot's over here too. Zealot, yeah. So I'm putting, I'm piecing that together. Oh wow! Nice. This is my my main focus right now. Wow. That's <laughs> Wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't see no more because I don't care about your skills. <laughs> I'm gonna be petty like Wendy is right now. <laughs> I didn't realize uh, Grifter was left-handed. That the, the image is flipped. Oh, okay. <laughs> the image is flipped. I flip it to um Boo. To, to, when I'm inking because uh, I can I see it in reverse. Well, I'm right. I, I'm left-handed. Who else is left-handed? Anyone else? No, we're all normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all normal. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> Just kidding. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I'm not left-handed, but you know I use my left hand when I play drums. So you know. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, rock on. Uh, what is everybody playing? Speaking of playing, anybody sharing what they're playing right now? I'm playing. I, I, I'm playing Grindstone. I love that game. I've been playing. Like it's, it's on a mobile. I think it's also. Um, I think it's also on Steam or whatever. Uh huh. But we were talking about a game that like can make the user do the same thing over and over again <laughs> and, and really enjoy it. It's it's a great game. It's a hard game sometimes too. It, that game cheats like out of nobody's business sometimes, but. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm playing right now. Speaking just, of doing things over and over again, Shanae, what are you playing? <laughs> I am still playing Returnal. Mm. If you guys are familiar with it, it's a roguelike. It's mm -hmm. on PS5. It's basically the only game I own on PS5, and it has been occupying a large portion of my gaming time. I finally beat the second boss. I have feelings, um, but it's a really, <laughs> uh, it's a really smartly, really well designed game. It has so much of House Marks. Um, DNA like all over it and if you guys can find a PS5 <laughs> I highly recommend playing it provided you know that you are in for a butt kicking because the game the difficulty is it's up there it's it is bloodborne and dark souls hard so just get get ready <laughs> or, or not or not or not there's nothing I'll wrong wait till it's like a free one Don't day and I may get it yeah, I mostly don't like ridiculously hard games anymore, but I actually really do like this one. Okay, what are you playing? That's the on? only game that has me really wanting a PS5 right now. Returnal. Really? It, Not Miles? It, it, Returnal? Yeah. Wow. It's literally the only what game I've played. What are you playing right now? Besides uh, Astro's you know? Playroom, this is the only game I've played on my PS5. Oh, Astro's Playroom is amazing. It is. So I'm I'm actually uh, I got sucked back into Destiny two for season of the Splicer because they brought back the Vault of Glass and uh, good good memories of that raid and uh, my son actually got a second Xbox and my son and I have got Fire Team Fire going again so we're playing that together. Nice, nice. nice. You, you should play. What's the game? Was it just the two of us or something like that? It's just two people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should play that wedding. It takes two. Yeah, it takes two. It takes two. Yep. Oh, I was about to say, sounds like a Will Smith song. I don't, I don't know. It takes two. Um, what are you playing, Travis? Well, you know, I am. I'm playing Demio on on, mm -hmm. on the Oculus Quest. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, okay? And, and and I mean this with every fiber of my being. It is so close to everything that I want in the VR experience. It's not even funny. It's like, you know, here's your D and D board. 
you can move your characters around you know you, you know the spells are there like you know the the way they've done their ui is 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 amazing it is it is really the the, the first game on a vr platform that i have thought about like a lot when i'm not playing it mm. right um and now i can't wait because i posted on facebook i'm like yo man if you if, if you've got if you've got a quest and you want to be down and and, and dm me or let me know you know and, and and like four of my four of my friends are like i'm down i'm down i'm, I'm down. down so now i can't wait because i haven't had that multiplayer experience yet mm-hmm. um and just playing it single player right it's 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 amazing i just know? bought it for so my if, quest yeah it's uh, well let's 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 do uh, it who recommended that game to you, Travis? Huh? Who recommended that game to you, Travis? I don't know. Some mushroom queendom. <laughs> some mushroom queendom. Travis. The best we got to get in the game, too. This, okay. Huh? The best part is when you start getting ads for shoulder cream because the sweat <laughs> a little stiff with your biometrics. <laughs> and then your Tesla just like just changes your destination and drives you to the <laughs> Okay. Uh, Ryan, are you playing anything? Um, Call of Duty. Yeah, I, I actually um, I, I jumped back into Arkham Asylum. I got, I've been catching up on some some of my games that mm. I haven't played in a while, so I've, I got back on that. Um, and this morning, which is weird because my son, who's one years old, uh, he's about to turn two. He um, he started playing uh, the PlayStation VR. And he's just kidding. he's one. He, he he can't even he can barely talk, but he's already like freaking out, just looking, putting on the headphones, like looking at it. And he's like, ah, oh, he's like laughing at stuff. And when I took it off of him, he got really mad, man, because he, he wanted to stay. Why, why'd you bring me back to this world? Yeah, this world sucks, gay. Come on, now. Go back to the uh-huh. Uh-huh. man. Uh huh. Kids do it nowadays, but yeah. So so okay. so basically, what you're saying, uh, Ryan, is, is that. You're now letting VR parent for you, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Great bro. job, great job. Good looking hey, out. Man, there you go. Yeah, good. Hey, babysit for me. There you go. I mean, that's why Rick had Fluffy Land, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for me, I'm not playing anything. I started Breath of the Wild, playing it again because I'm not finished with it. I'm like the only person that's not finished with it that I know. No, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> at least three, four people. <laughs> okay, I don't feel as bad now. Yeah, I, I started. I, but I got start, my. I started playing it again. I got too. my switch at launch. Same. I, I, so did, well, Same. I sort of did, and I'm still not playing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> my sister and I both got our switches at launch. Also, I, I got all the way to the end, and I haven't finished it because I went looking for all the shrines. And now three years later, I just started, re- I restarted it maybe about oh, two or three weeks wow. oh, wow. My dad has finished it twice. Oh yeah, I was about to say, didn't your dad just keep playing Breath of the Wild? Multiple times, multiple times he has multiple finished times. Mm-hmm. And when I say finished, I mean 100%ed everything. Wow. He was all like, 900. oh, I got, he's like, I got all 900 Koroks. Oh wow, I'm I don't like, even know I'm what to say to that. that. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I got 122 lines, not doing that. <laughs> your dad has I, time I got, on his I got stuck on the DLC where they stripped you down to your boxers and made you level up through everything. Yeah, that, that's where I got stopped. You finished all of that. <laughs> Just everything in that game breaks too much, right? I'm like, I'm not playing this. I agree. That that is a that is a game design element I'm not a fan of. It's, it's swords made of tinfoil. Yeah, it's like everything is like forged in fire, you know, and it will not cut. 
Mm. It's an interesting um, choice there. I've yeah. gotten used to it and everything. Okay. But it, it did take getting used to when I first was playing it. So I was like, what the heck? I'm used to just having like my sword. I have one sword. I get to, you know, it breaks this everything sword. for the next sword. Will not kill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. And, well, and on that note. <laughs> well, that concludes our show. Unless you have something else to say. Nope. Say something. Oh, that's what you're leading to? Uh, no. uh, Breath is Wild is the only thing I'm playing. And uh, Cherie, we already talked about what you're playing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know? think yeah, we, I, I'm Grindstone. So, Grindstone. Yeah. I mm-hmm. guess that's something I'm not going to play because there's the word grind in it. But I'm glad that it's, you like it. It's a good puzzle game. Mm-hmm. I think you I bet. Would like it. I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. I got, I got Breath of the Wild to beat. That's a grind. That is a grind. Mm-hmm. I haven't beat my. I I have a stack. My stack is ungodly right now. I believe it. I believe so, it. I know. just want. I just want to say that. I, I just want to say that a grind is gameplay that you resent. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's fair. So Travis thinks well, all Nintendo games. Future, future, <laughs> Travis thinks all Nintendo episode. games are grind. <laughs> <laughs> we're at we're at two twenty six, y'all. Okay, okay. We're probably we're like gonna, okay, okay. <laughs> with that said, thank you for coming to our show. Thank you for tuning in, and hanging with the Nubians, and we'll see you next week where we'll talk about Creative Vision. I want to give a shout out to Digital Click for always providing all our promotional materials and our, our our overlays and everything for us. And if you need some digital assets or if you need some even help with marketing or whatnot of your products, hit Digital Click up. Uh, tune in for us later on today. We have Pod Squadron, and tomorrow we have Nerdtastic. I'm not sure what they're talking about, but tune in for those shows. With that, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.